0: As you talk about the resurrection, I think it's a story that we are all very familiar with, or many of us are very familiar with, and it's easy to begin to take it for granted and, and miss out on the majesty and the mystery of it all. And then, of course, there are some people who are were, who were skeptical just about everything. I mean, you can tell them something rather fantastic, and the first, the first, uh, the first thing for us to do is, is really not to believe it. Uh, Let me me give you a story. There was a guy that had been transferred over to Ireland to work, and he was going to work there for two years. Two-year assignment, had a girlfriend back in Tennessee, and he was excited about the job, but he wasn't excited about leaving his girlfriend. Now, what he liked about the job, though, is that when he came back, he would have enough money to buy a house and to get married. Now, the bad thing was he wouldn't be with his girlfriend. Well, after he had been gone for a period of time, his girlfriend started wondering, is he being faithful to me? He's been gone for a long time, so she wrote him a letter, and he wrote her back and said, I think about you often. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not tempted, but I want you to know that I will always be faithful to you. And so she sent him a package, and in the package there was a harmonica. She said, every time you think of me, you play this harmonica and you practice. And so he said, he wrote her back, said, every day I'm playing this harmonica, I'm thinking about you all the time. After two years, he comes back, she's at the airport, he can't wait to see her, and as he runs up to her, she stops him. She said, before there's any hugging and kissing, I want you to play that harmonica. Now now, guys, anytime somebody tells us something, the first thing that we do is, if you're, if you're like me, is that we, we don't naturally believe things. We want somebody to prove themselves. And I think whenever it comes to Easter, whenever we were younger, many of us were younger, we just sort of took the story of Easter at face value. But as you get older, what happens is you have experience in life, and you've been around people who've not kept their word. And so we sort of get jaded as people. And so before we believe stuff, we say, well, I know that sounds really good, but, but can you prove that to me? I mean, can, can you give me any kind of evidence that what you're saying is true? Now, today we are, we are celebrating Easter. And for, for Christians all over the world, this is the greatest and the biggest holiday that we celebrate. And the reason why is because in a nutshell, Easter is everything that we hope in concerning our faith. We believe that Jesus Christ went to the cross and he died for our sins. And then we believe that three days later that Jesus rose from the grave and he conquered death and he conquered that which we, fear, which we fear more than anything else. But the question for me today is, is that true? You know, well, why in the world should that be something that I believe? Why is that a story that I ought to hang my hat on? Is there any proof or evidences that the resurrection is something that is true? And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look in our passage of Scripture and we're going to see the Apostle Paul sharing with us that there are actually some reasons, I mean some real reasons, why we can hope in and why we can trust in and why we can believe that the resurrection of Jesus is true. And so today what we're going to do is we're just going to look at one verse. If you have your Bible, we're going to be looking today in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in verse number 17. Now, the whole the whole chapter of 1 Corinthians 15 is really a defense of the resurrection. And the reason why is Paul was writing to the Corinthians, and this is in modern-day Greece and the people of Corinth when they heard about the resurrection of Jesus, many of them laughed and they said there's no way that can be true. And the philosophy of the day was that the body is evil. And that the way that you get freedom from the body is there will be a day when you will die and then you will have freedom from the body. Well, then Paul comes along and says, hey, you're going to be resurrected and you're going to get a new body. And so the people are like, we we don't believe that. We think that's absolutely crazy. There's no way that the resurrection of Jesus could even be true. And so then Paul, in chapter 15, he lays out a case for the resurrection. And so my, my hope today is that I'm just going to rely on what Paul said and lay out a case for the resurrection of Jesus. So that when you leave here, that hopefully you'll at least have an inkling inside of you that says, this might be something I ought to pay attention to. This might be something that I ought to trust in and place my faith in. So are there any proofs of the resurrection of Jesus? I I believe there are three proofs that we can see today that can encourage us about this day. That the very first proof of the resurrection that I see is very simple. It is the empty tomb. The tomb was empty. Now I want to reach you from verse number 17 in First Corinthians 15. And this is what Paul wrote. He said, and if Christ has not been raised, if he's not come back to life again, he says, then your faith is worthless and you are still in your sins. There's a story about a guy, and he was, uh, he was out hiking, and he slipped, and he fell over the side of a cliff. Now, fortunately for him, as he was falling, he grabbed onto a branch, and he was hanging on. When he looked down, he looked down, and hundreds of feet below him, the only thing he could see were rocks. And the guy has not much strength. He doesn't have any strength to pull himself all the way back up and climb up the cliff. And so as he's hanging there, he begins to scream out for anybody to help him. Well, there's nobody there. And so he doesn't hear anything, and so after a period of time, he, began, and then he begins to call out to God. God, if you are real, help me. God, if you are real, rescue me. And he hears a voice. "This it's God. So said, this is God. He said, you're going to be okay. He said, oh, thank you, Lord. He said, well, what do I need to do? Just, just help me. Rescue me from this. And, and God says, relax. He said, the only thing you have to do is let go, and I'll take care of you. The guy looks down below him, he sees all them rocks, and he hears the voice where God says, let go, and then he begins to scream out again and says, is there anybody else up there? Now, now most of us like it when things make sense, but once you begin to step outside the realm of, of, uh, of the, that which is normal, then we start getting a little more skeptical and shaky, you know, when somebody tells me, hey listen, just, just, sort of, just sort of ignore everything that's normal in life and trust me, I'm not, I'm not real comfortable with people like that. I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to people before and they will be, seem really smart and intelligent and then after you get to know them a little bit, bit better and they start telling you about how they believe in Bigfoot, then I'm sort of like, ooh, this is uh, kind of odd, this is a strange person here. Well, there are some people who feel the same way about the resurrection of Jesus you know they, they see some people and they seem normal and they seem like they're they're talking a lot of sense and then they begin to talk about Jesus being raised from the dead and and some people look at that and say how, how can you believe in something that is so far-fetched I mean we all know this when a person dies that's it right I mean you come to the funeral it's over I have never gone to a funeral and driven up and then a guy comes out to greet, to greet me and says, hey, listen, the funeral's been canceled. Bill, Bill was resurrected. I mean, Has that happened to any of y'all before? Never happened before. And so now we, we come here today and we start talking about something that's never happened before. We're talking about a resurrection. So how can we believe that the resurrection is true? Is there any proof for it? Well, the first one that I see is there's an empty tomb. And you have to admit, that that's a pretty good start. I mean, the only thing anyone had to do in order to disprove the resurrection of Jesus was simply to pull the body of Jesus out of the tomb and say, here he is, he's not alive, it's over. Now, that didn't happen. So, so what happened? How do we know the tomb was empty? Well, it all happened on the third day after the crucifixion there were some ladies that were followers of Jesus they were walking to the tomb in order to embalm the body of Jesus and this was a normal practice in the Jewish faith back in these days and so as they are going to the tomb they go there and when they look inside Jesus is not there here's what the Bible says in Luke 24 it says they went in but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus And while they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. And so the women were terrified, and they bowed to the ground. Why are you looking for the living among the dead, asked the men. He's not here, but he has been resurrected. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men. Be crucified and rise on the third day. And then they remembered his words. They went to the tomb and didn't see Jesus. He was not there. Now, now if you're skept, a skeptic, you could say, well, maybe they made this story up. You know, maybe these ladies were just trying to make an extra buck. They thought, well, hey, maybe we can have a little cottage industry and religion, start talking about a resurrection. And that seems kind of plausible in some senses, but, but during this day, it's important to know sort of the context of, of people, in particular women. What's really interesting about this is that the, the word of a woman was not highly valued during this time. And so if you were trying to prove the resurrection, the, the last group of people that you would have to come to the tomb to find it empty would be a bunch of women. Josephus, Josephus a first century historian, wrote that a woman's testimony was not even valid in a court of law. Now, I don't want you all to be sitting here thinking that I agree with him. I don't agree with him. I've been, I'm married, and I am smarter than that. I'm just letting you know, this is sort of like the historical context here. So if, if you wanted to, to show that the tomb was empty, you would not, during this day, have ladies be the one who saw the resurrection. Now the Jewish leaders, religious leaders of the day, they wanted the tomb to be guarded because they didn't want anybody to say Jesus had conquered death. In Matthew 27, here's what it says. It says, the next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people he's been raised from the dead. And then this last deception will be worse than the first. And here's what Pilate said. He said, well, take a guard. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. And so they went and made the t- tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. That's a lot of stuff. What they did is they said, we need guards to make sure nobody steals the body of Jesus. Okay, when they say guards, it's Roman soldiers, it would have been anywhere from four to 16 Roman soldiers who were guarding the tomb of Jesus. So did the disciples steal the body of Jesus? Guys, let me tell you something. There is no way those 12 guys took on Roman soldiers. If you, if you did anything to attack a Roman soldier in this day, I mean, the wrath of the Roman government would come down on you. And it was that they didn't swat you on the hand. Now, that they eliminated you. The disciples, when Jesus went to the cross, when he was arrested, they were scared to death. They left. They wouldn't even get near Jesus because they were afraid they were going to be executed as well. Is there any way the disciples stole the body? Well, I mean, logically, I would say absolutely not. And if the body was if the body was still there, the only thing the religious leaders had to do was to pull the body out and say, Jesus is not alive. And that's why Paul said in our text today, he said, Let me tell you something, if the resurrection did not happen, then it's pointless for us to be here today. Matter of fact, he said, Your faith is worthless if Jesus did not conquer death. That word worthless, it means it has no purpose. So why, why can we stand here? Why can I stand here? Why can we come here with confidence, believing in the resurrection of Jesus? guys? Yeah, the very first proof I see. It's because the tomb's empty. There's nobody there. Now, now is there any other proof of the resurrection of Jesus? Here's another one that I, I find rather convincing, and it's this, is that there were multiple witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus. Now, there's, a, a very, there's a, a, something that's very true in the statement that seeing is Believing. Y'all heard that one before? You know, before I believe something fantastic, one thing I have to do is I have to actually see it for myself. Now, over the years, I've, I've heard a lot of interesting statements from people. I've heard people come to me and tell me stories that seem rather fantastic. There's one guy I knew that told me that there's a secret world government. And he said, and they have asked me to be a part of it. And I remember listening to him, and I was thinking in my head, if the world government is asking you to be a part of it, our tr- our world is in big-time trouble um, I've heard people tell me strange strange things over the years I've had t- people tell me they've seen UFOs before um, I've had there's one guy that is in our, our V group our small group who told me that that on Twitter Tony Ketane was one of his followers now for guys that are in their 40s y- y'all probably remember Tony Ketane yeah white snake video anyway uh, so and, 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 of course, he told me that she was a follower. Then I looked it up, and she was no longer following. And, of course, my whole thing is, man, you're lying to me. If I'm going to believe anything that crazy, then I've got to see it. Not even all the disciples believed that Jesus rose from the grave. There's a guy named Thomas. And when he heard about the resurrection of Jesus, he said, oh, I didn't see it, and I'm not believing it. In Matthew 20, or John 20, verses 24 and 25, it says, But one of the twelve, Thomas, called the twin, was not with them when when Jesus came. And so the other disciples kept telling him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, If I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand in his side, he said, I will never believe. Now, on this side of history, it's easy to look at Thomas and say, Man, what a crank. But I look at this and I think, you know, if that was me, I'd be the same way. You're telling me somebody got up from the grave? Let me say, before I believe that, I've got to see that with my own eyes. I, I've got to have verification that it really happened. Is there any verification that Jesus rose from the dead, other than just a bunch of people saying he did? Did you know there are people who saw Jesus? People saw Jesus. We, we were told in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 6, Paul said, for I passed on to you as most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to over 500 brothers at one time, and most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Let me tell you something. When we talk about the resurrection of Jesus, there are people hundreds of people who saw him alive if you wanted to disprove the resurrection of jesus you just have to talk to some people but when you have 500 people who are giving testimony that they saw jesus alive that is something you ought to take into consideration as being true now that leads me to another question well did 500 plus people were they all lying did they all just make up a story here Now, that brings me to the final piece of evidence that, to me, supports the resurrection of Jesus. You know, there's the empty tomb, there's multiple witnesses, and here's what I believe is probably the most convincing to me. Changed lives. The resurrection of Jesus has changed lives throughout the centuries. Again, in verse number 17, it says, It says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless, and you are still in your sins. The greatest example, the greatest proof of the resurrection of Jesus are the lives that have been transformed through the centuries. And you can start with the disciples. Now, you remember what, what the disciples did when Jesus was arrested? Here's, here's what the Bible says in Mark fourteen fifteen. It says, then they all deserted him and ran away. Why? Because they were afraid they were going to be executed. They're afraid, listen, we're hanging out with Jesus, they're coming to kill him, and we're going to be next. But here's the deal. Within 50 days of the crucifixion of Jesus, what happened? Within 50 days, here's what happened. Peter, who was one of Jesus' disciples, and some other disciples, they go to the temple. And they stand in front of the religious leaders. They stand by the Roman soldiers who had arrested Jesus, who had Jesus executed, and Peter stood up and he preached. Jesus died and he rose from the grave. They boldly proclaimed Jesus in front of people who could have them arrested and killed. Why would they do that? Here's why. They saw Jesus alive. They saw a man who died And who conquered the grave. Let me tell you, if you saw something like that, I guarantee you it would rock your world. Would it not? Would it totally change you? This man that these people believed in conquered death, and all of a sudden they said, You know what? We don't have to be scared of dying. We don't have to be afraid of death. Why? Because we serve and believe in a Jesus who conquered death and who will give us life. Now, now what was it that motivated them to preach so boldly? Was it, was it for money? Was it for fame? I mean, what was it that motivated them? What moved them from, from fear to faith? Something that was very simple. They saw Jesus. Anyway, I said, well, maybe, they're just, maybe they were just trying to make some extra money. Let me tell you something. Would you die for a lie? Listen to what happened to the disciples. This is how they met their end. Matthew was killed in Ethiopia. The disciple Mark was dragged through the streets until he was dead. Peter, Simeon, Andrew, and Philip were all crucified. James was beheaded. Bartholomew was flayed alive. Thomas was pierced with lances. James was thrown from the temple and then he was stoned to death. Jude was shot through with arrows. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was boiled in hot water and then he was beheaded. And as I tell you something, all of those things could have been avoided had these men just simply stood up and said, Jesus is dead. But they would not do it. Why? Because he's alive. Because he conquered death. And since that time, men and women throughout history have given up their lives because of their belief and conviction that Jesus lives. We have a recent example of it. Just a few weeks ago, we saw 21 Egyptian Christians who were beheaded on a beach by ISIS. You know what the last words on their lips were? Before their heads were cut off, video caught them all saying, Jesus is Lord. Why? Because they believe this life is not it. They believe that Jesus Christ lived, and he died, and he rose again. And he tells the truth. In John 11, 25, and 26, Jesus said to her, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? As we conclude, I want to close with that same question. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus died and then Jesus rose from the grave? Do you believe that this story is true? Now, here's the deal. I really believe I believe the evidence is there, but it still takes a step of faith. Takes a step of faith to place your trust and your hope in Jesus. Do you believe? We believe in the crucifix. We believe that it conquered. i and...